It's August 24th, 1989, 8.58 in the morning. We're in New York City, a ballroom inside the Art Deco-styled New York Hilton Hotel. Reporters and newscasters, crews and cameras have been arriving and setting up for hours. A few check their watch, one station is going live. Lights and cameras are sharply focused on the podium. Displayed behind it for all to see, in red, white, and blue, is the familiar logo of Major League Baseball. It looks different today. The silhouetted male player, strong, confident, knowing he commands attention, adversaries abound, an audience all around him, especially those watching or listening far distant. His bat cocked, his body coiled. He's poised to swing at the approaching baseball. He's in the game. Today though, here in the Hilton, the logo banner is displayed atop a funeral black drapery. History, morality, ethics, and culture are in play in that silhouetted player. So too is the corrosive malignancy of money and all the selfish ways of making it. It's why we're here, the fate of Pete Rose. The crowd has quieted. The agreement between Rose and Major League Baseball is distributed. Its outcome recognized immediately. Heads nod, others hold still in disbelief or maybe uncertainty. Commissioner of Baseball, A. Bartlett Giamatti walks to the podium. He dominates the room. It's in his nature and in his skill. Roger Angel, the New Yorker writer, said that in his noble beard, a seafaring complexion, a Homeric brow, and a smile by turns gentle and razory, he belonged on Mount Rushmore. But that's not today. Giamatti, he's ready. It's 9 a.m. The banishment for life of Pete Rose from baseball is the, is the sad end of a sorry episode. One of the game's greatest players has engaged in a variety of acts which have stained the game. And he must now live with the consequences of those acts. It didn't take long. In the city where his fame was formed, Cincinnati, hundreds of miles from the Hilton Hotel, Pete Rose stood with his lawyer before boisterous yet anxious unsettled reporters and fans. As if in rote memorization, Rose affirmed publicly his intent to place in perpetual jeopardy the always fragile stature of the silhouetted male player in the logo banner behind Giamatti. Rose would do it with the big lie. Here's Pete Rose. Well, regardless of what the commissioner said today, uh, I did not bet on baseball. It was the downfall, and not just for Pete Rose. I'm Diane Smith, and this is Downfall, the story of the epic battle for baseball's redemption. The battle that Giamatti, the Renaissance scholar, sought against men he recognized as, quote, the snakes in the garden, in the game he wanted to preserve as America's pastime. You may think you know this story, or that it's a story just about Pete Rose and Bart Giamatti. You'd be wrong. And not because Rose has kept it alive for 30 years and that baseball, after the death of Bart Giamatti and the tenure of Faye Vincent, worked hard at tolerating greed and condoning cheating. The Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros, the entire team, unpunished. Examples because they are notorious, not because they embody the full story. Here's Neil Thomas Proto, the author of Fearless, A. Bartlett Giamatti and the Battle for Fairness in America. Diane, what mattered to Giamatti wasn't just Rose's lie. It was the cunningly insightful, amoral confidence Rose had in persistently embracing it. Rose was the forewarning of a more insidious threat to baseball. He had spread it to the lawyers, the courts, and publishers, and writers, and other players, and they embraced it. It's now metastasized. 
Baseball has lost its authenticity and ethics. What are we watching today when we enter a baseball stadium? Is it skill and luck? Or is it just make-believe pretending to be sport? This story, Diane, begins with Pete Rose, but with a new framework that today has rendered Rose a sideshow, a useful prop to cover a greater danger. And how baseball's model is now founded in Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and the amoral mentality of early Mark Zuckerberg without the excuse of immaturity. Jamadi anticipated that danger. He understood the pathway, the battle to stop it, the enduring battle for redemption. Diane, to understand what Jamadi really saw in Rose, foremost, you need to understand Jamadi. That's what we're going to do. With your guidance, Neil, and what you learned in writing Fearless, with the insights of others, with Bart Giamatti's own words, and with the recitation of Bart's written words from Bart's son, Associate Professor Marcus Giamatti, actor, director, and professor at Temple University, and with Marcus's own recollections. What were the principles and pathway Bart Giamatti set out to give you certainty and confidence in the authenticity of what you're watching and feeling in the only moment that matters, the game? I'm Diane Smith, and this is Downfall. Join us for episode one of a two-part podcast that starts with the threat and the strategy and that ends with baseball's public trust, the battle for the game, and most tellingly, who remains on the field to do battle against those snakes in the garden. Join us in our opening episode of Downfall. Written and devised by Neil Thomas Proto. Production sound and editing by Baobab Tree Studios. Music provided by freeplaymusic.com. Downfall is free and without sponsors. Special gratitude to Yale University's Manuscripts and Archives, the Baseball Hall of Fame, Peter Norton Symphony Space Selected Shorts, CNN, and associate professor and actor Marcus Bartlett Giamatti of Temple University's School of Theater, Film, and Media Arts. This is Diane Smith, and this is Downfall. Downfall.